680 WPTF. When you hear any song on this station, you, you think, well, it's introducing a, uh, a, a talk show, and that's what it is. But uh, when you hear a show or a song that has uh, home in the title, that's because the uh, show that's starting is Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF from 2 until 4 o'clock every Saturday afternoon. And you can call in and ask some questions. We've got uh, Tim Ferruzzi on a staff. He's the co-host, and he's going to be uh, uh, answering your questions when they come up. 919-860-9783 is our telephone number, 919-860-9783. And Lisa Hobbs of the Man Expo joins us. Lisa, how are you? Good, good. How are you? Now, I, we wanted to get you on in the first segment here. Can I just ask you a question? Is is Tim on the uh, line three? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, you are. Oh, you're already on. All right, good, good. Yep. Um, so, Lisa, talk to us about the uh, about the Man Expo, please. Absolutely. We are very, very excited. It is coming Father's Day weekend, June 17th and 18th at the State Fairgrounds Expo Center. Yeah. Uh, Taggart Cars is our presenting sponsor, and they're bringing out the Rally Fighter Burnout that weekend that was featured in Transformers 4 and the Fast and Furious 8, which is in theaters now. Yeah. We do have, um, it's a great Father's Day weekend to bring your husband out, the dad out, the man, the guy's guy, the outdoor to the modern man. We have anything, um, all kinds of activities, fly fishing, uh, U.S. Veterans Repel Team. Uh, we have art of shaving, cocktails, craft brews. It is going to be wall-to-wall man stuff. I mean, I'm anything looking through the, I'm looking man. through the same list you're looking through, even if you're just mentally, you know, ticking it off here and do it from memory. You got Atlantic spas and billiards, got some people who've been on the, on the show here or uh, who are Curtis Media advertisers, and it's a, it's a great thing. Yes. And and unlike a home show, which can easily turn into design, eh, we don't like design. We like homes, you know, right. building things, you know, hammering nails and things. This is guy stuff. This is, this is literally, it's wall-to-wall <laughs> you gotta, stuff. I mean, you gotta, wait a minute, you got a group called Gone Jerky. Yes, we have. Yeah, we've got Jerky that's going to be out there. Um, we have game calls. We have, uh, like I said, Bass Pro Shops. We have your uh, All American Gutter Protection. Yeah, all the way to crazy Beaver, Beaver Custom motorcycles to your Indian motorcycles from Garcia Moto. Um, it is. It's going to be. We have boats, uh, fly fishing, exotic cars, ATVs. Um, you want to do some sampling of some craft brews that are going to be out there and even um, some new vodkas that are out called Bedlam. Um, it's, it's, it's literally anything and everything a man wants. And uh, it's, it's, what do you do for a guy who has everything? You take him to the place that has everything. Yeah, and get, just help him. I mean, I think if we did testosterone tests on the way in and then on the way out, people would score better on the way out. Absolutely. Dave, Dave, for for any woman looking for a man, I guess that's the place to go. It's going to be great for, I mean, even for the families to come out. I mean, it's going to be a great weekend, you know, especially with Taggart Cars bringing out their race car on Sunday. Um, They're going to bring, obviously, all their exotic cars out there. I mean, it's going to be fun for the kids, you know, and and to the single guy, to the married man, uh, family man. Um, It's it's any of your last-minute gift ideas. It's a yeah. great place to pick some things up. We have, you know, apparel companies out there. Um, Hook and Bones is one, Humbly Made. 
So, and we have anything and, and everything. I mean, the list goes on. We're over about 70 exhibitors at this point. And if somebody wants to do something good for their dad, take them there and then... While there, make a deal with Deep River Sporting Clays for an afternoon of shooting. Yes, because they're going to be out there as well. They're yeah. Definitely, definitely. They're, we're very excited they're going to be there. And, um, you know, Spring Hill Outfitters as well. So I know yeah. they're one of our great advertisers also. So let me, definitely, definitely. Let me, just, let me just mention something. Um, Lisa Hobbs with the Man Expo uh, is on here. This is uh, Making Your Home Great. This is our, our radio show. News Radio 680 WPTF. Lisa the Man Expo um, sent you to um, to join us on the show. Are, uh, you're not a guy. No, no. It's it's actually it's two women putting on this show. So well, I think and, we've done a pretty good job so far. In honor of that, Lisa, and I didn't warn you about this in part because I hadn't planned it till five minutes ago. We're going to put you through the test. Oh here. Lord, okay. So I want to find out whether you're qualified to. <laughs> To help run a man expo. So I'm going to give you some true and false questions. Okay. Now, I'm not sure I can do this perfectly because, I, you know, I'll have to see whether you're correct or you're not correct and, and, and hit the bell if you're correct. Okay. Are you ready? I think so. All right. True or false. Men lie six times a day. That's twice as often as women. They lie twice, uh, six times a day? Yes, we lie six times a day, twice as much as women. Oh, uh, I have to say false. That's false. Actually, <laughs> you're wrong. That is true. That's true. Okay. In a, in his lifetime, a man spends almost six months shaving. True. That is true. Good for you. All right. Sportscaster Dick Vitale once sold hair care products under the name Dick Vitalis. True or false? Uh, false. That's false. Okay. She's correct. It is false. <laughs> but if they did... but. They were advertised in the half-ounce, two-ounce, and three-ounce bottles. Okay. Uh, th- and, and on a similar vein, men with shaved heads, this is true or false, men with shaved heads are perceived as one inch taller and 13% stronger than men with hair. <laughs> true or false? Um, false? That is true. <laughs> it is true. Okay. Men were the first, this is true or false, men were the first to wear high heels. Around 1600, which, by the way, is military time for 4 o'clock, but that's not what we mean. Uh, Men were the first to wear high heels around 1600. You you say true? True. Women began wearing them to look more masculine. Oh, gotcha. Some men still do. I'm just saying. (laughs) Um, In a new relationship, this is, again, this is making your home great. And we've got Lisa Hobbs from the Man Expo. And she's answering man questions just to make sure she's, she's still she's qualified. Doing a good job. She's doing very well. In a new relationship, men are more likely to say, I love you first than are women. Oh, gosh. I've been married 21 years. So um, yeah. I, in a new relationship, uh, yes, true. That's, that is actually true. Oh, good. Men say that more. They also say phrases like, did you just eat a chili dog? Uh, wow, your mom's crazy and lost. No, i never been lost. And finally, men feel the effects of a virus more than women because of high levels of testosterone suppressing their immune system. True or false? True. That is actually true. That's good. And, and those of us who whine about colds actually have more 
testosterone than other guys. Isn't that right, Tim? I didn't hear that one. He didn't that. hear that one. He <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the other ones. Uh, Lisa. Yes. Men are able to multitask as long as one of the tasks involves watching a sporting event. Uh, True or I false? Well, false. False, yeah. yeah you're, you're correct. We can't multitask at all. I can't. <laughs> Tim just demonstrated it. All right, talk to me about the Man Expo. When is this again? It is June 17th and 18th at the State Fairgrounds. Father's Day weekend. Expo Center. Tickets are on sale now at ncmanexpo.com. They're only $10. Um, it's a great gift you could give to your, you know, father, dad, you know, husband, or, you know, for that weekend. Um, but, yeah, ncmanexpo.com. Uh, their tickets are on sale, only $10. Lisa is eminently qualified to run a Man Expo. Based We've upon had her response, um, uh, you know, help as well. But yeah, think, absolutely, thank you very much. I think it's wonderful, Lisa. Thank <laughs> you very much. Thank you. I appreciate you having us. Thank All you. right, take care, yeah. Lisa Hobbs, with the Man Expo. The uh, exhibitor list is online at their website, manexponc.com. She did fairly well. She really did. She did very well. She only missed what three. I was going to ask some lumber questions if she started, you know really beaten us but you're right she only missed a couple so tim what's going on in your world this week well other than uh, uh failing the multitasking there a minute ago um <laughs> uh, everything's good very right. busy and um lots of projects going on of course we've got some uh, cooler weather the last couple of days huh yeah and some uh some windy conditions and some trees came down electricity popped out for some people so there may be some, you know, home improvement projects some people have to undertake. A little bit uh, of rain. Yeah, yeah, a bit of rain. So, All right. So the second second hour, we're going to be talking about uh, floor finished floor. We're going to have John Raper with yeah. Floors to Go on, right? That's right. We've got John Raper, Floors to Go, uh, in the 3 o'clock hour. Next week, uh, a new fella on Jamal Bow from Pilgrim Mortgage, and we're going to have uh, Dr. Ken on. Uh, the Saturday after that would be the, be the 27th. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, economy exterminators and waterproofing and bugs and things like that. That's in two weeks. Uh, the, uh, the show continues. The AccuWeather forecast is quieter than it was a couple of days ago. Details on that coming up. More with Tim Feruzzi. Want to ask him a question about home repair or anything? Call up 919-860-9783. News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. The AccuWeather forecast on making your home great. Sunshine with a high near 69. The clouds are breaking up or have already in, uh, on, uh, over your neighborhood. And we've got sunshine in a lot of the areas. And uh, we're going to continue to have a decent uh, weekend. With partly cloudy skies, rest of this afternoon up to 69. Overnight low again at 52. Tomorrow, a high near 82. Overnight low of 60. And Monday, as we head back to work, up to 83 with sunny skies. And they say nice. Uh, in fact, I don't see rain showers in the forecast till Friday. That doesn't mean it can't happen. It's just it's not in the forecast right now. 64 with a real feel of 72. News Radio 680. WPTF, Tim Ferruzzi. So we're um, we're talking in the second hour about floors. Maybe we should talk about subflooring and what's underneath our floors. 
Yeah, that's a very important part of the finished flooring process is uh, what is it sitting on and what's below it uh, structurally. So um, a lot of times, and we've talked about this in various shows that we've had. I think one recently we talked a little bit about it. Um, area problem areas around the house for for subfloor and underlayment uh, would be typically bathrooms and kitchens, and also if you have air handlers that are maybe in the house, you some of these older houses have these air handlers sitting in closets. And uh, what's an air uh, handler? Well, it's related to the heating and air system, and um, it's just uh, the second part. So you have the unit outside. And then you have uh, an air handler, which would, um, um, and I don't know the details of it yeah. because I'm not a mechanical guy, but it's uh, it's the other part of the unit that actually does the, um, so you'll have the compressor outside. And uh, I and guess, I guess it moves the air, you know, I, I guess yeah, it was. It is exactly. It's a exactly. foolish question on my part, but okay. So. Yeah, it so, moves the air and it's got all the, it, it does all that. So. You've got typically they'll be in a closet. Sometimes they'll be under the house. Sometimes they'll be in the attics. And obviously, when they're in closets, you'll come across situations where the floor has rotted around them. And of course, those are very tricky areas to fix. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more commonly, you'll see damage uh, in bathrooms, in kitchens, under dishwashers, refrigerators, under the sink, and also at doors. Uh, your entry door into your house, if you don't have a cover over like a, a porch cover yeah. or back doors. You see a lot of these patio doors. And, uh, of course, it always goes back to what's covered. Do you have gutters? How's your roof? Do you have a roof system over that door? Um, so that's the most common area where you'll see some damage to the subfloor and the underlayment. The we- subfloor yeah. is uh, in the old houses, older houses, so when I say older, older, it was typically a three-quarter inch uh, diagonally run. So we're talking houses that are maybe 100 years old, mm-hmm. historical houses. It was diagonally run planks, kind of like your fascia boards or just a piece of lumber. Just imagine a piece of lumber that's three-quarters inch thick. Yeah, that's Those were usually installed diagonally on top of your joists, which are your main structures of right. your house, that skeleton of your house at the floor. And... Uh, they were installed, and typically had an underlayment on top of that, which would be, um, back in those days, I don't know what they used. I guess it was just a, they typically, 100 years ago, they just put the hardwood floor directly on top of that. Yeah. They put a moisture barrier between, which is something like a felt paper, tar paper. And, um, and you, nowadays, they're doing three-quarter uh, plywood. More, there's a product called Advantech. That's being used a lot of now for, for subfloors, and it's a tongue and groove material. It comes four feet by eight feet, and uh, some guys are even using that as the subfloor slash underlayment together, and they'll put carpet right on top of that, so you just have one layer. Back in the 60s and 70s, they were doing a lot of half-inch subfloors and then putting like a five-eighths uh, underlayment plywood yeah. Or particle board. They even went to particle board. You see a lot of houses that are 20, 30 years old, and even some newer ones that have particle board in the kitchens and bathrooms. Terrible place to put that because yeah. once water hits it, it just swells up. You'll see mobile homes. You walk into a mobile home sometimes, it's had some water damage, and it'll be 
wavy right across the floor, almost like a wave in the ocean. Yeah. Um, through the whole kitchen and, and family room. And, and drying it really isn't an option to repair it, is it? Once, once particle board becomes wet uh, and it swells, uh, there's no, you've got to pull it out and throw it away. Yeah. And uh, you got to be careful of mold and, and things like that. So, yeah. Um, how about how, so, how about better constructed homes and uh, ply, uh, the, the plywood that goes down or the modern materials that go down? When they get wet, yeah. are they gone? No, they're 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 uh, they're typically treated with resins and things of the sort that make them more waterproof. So, going back to the Advantech product we talked about as the modern subfloor, which a lot of builders are using, uh, that is three quarters inch thick, and it's also a tongue and groove product, meaning that the one sheet tucks into the other sheet. They actually mm-hmm. come together with a tongue and groove, and uh, they're four feet by eight feet, and uh, they're able to to withstand. They have, uh, I think, a 500-day warranty from the manufacturer that says, hey, while you're building the house and this subfloor is here, uh, we guarantee that uh, it's not going to get damaged from just normal wear and tear of doing the construction and a little bit of rain and water and things like that. So, yeah. and, and I found that to be true. They seem to, it, it holds up. Now, the product that's in it, you know, like I said, resins and glues and things, that com- it's compressed and pressurized with the material. It's almost like an OSB type of product, yeah. which is just leftover shavings, and that's how they produce this product. It's not a true plywood. It's an engineered plywood. Right, but it's not the cheap-grade particle board no. that you talked about in the seventh. That's right. That's right. right. Okay. That's a, now this would be the subfloor. So that's the first floor that most people don't even know is there. It's structurally... That's what goes on top of your joist and your your main band, and that is the actual uh, piece that the floor system that holds everything together. And then you build on top of that. Yeah, that's where you start the wall framing and and things like that. Um, and and some builders are putting carpet right on top of that, or they're putting uh, uh, you know an engineered flooring that might be uh, a quarter inch right on top of that. My suggestion is try to put another layer of plywood over that. And when you do that, consider putting a, um, a moisture barrier. Even though the Advantech has moisture resistance, why not just go ahead and put a moisture barrier down? It's mm-hmm. not very expensive. It's just almost like a piece of plastic, but it's different. The tar paper. Yeah. Put that down and put an underlayment, which is just another plywood. And of course, you want it to be a good grade plywood. You want it to be something that's not necessarily A, B, A side, B, A side being a very good side and a B side. That's typically what you would use in cabinets. Mm-hmm. But at least a B grade or an underlayment grade where it's not got a bunch of knots in it. Yeah. And you would have that facing up. And, of course, you put your finished flooring on that, whether it be carpet or vinyl or an engineered uh, hardwood. And our construction news uh, moment is coming up in just a little bit. We're going to talk about uh, uh, Home Depot and some other um, uh, home uh, uh, home repair places. And we're also talking about uh, things that were announced uh, this week in the Triangle Business Journal. Details on uh, uh, your home and uh, more on this show. Tim Ferruzzi's fellow you just heard. I'm Dave Alexander. This is Making Your Home Great on News Radio 680 WPTF. News is next.
News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. And from the newsroom uh, of making your home great, uh, these headlines, Home Depot reports its earnings this next week. They expect sales up to about uh, 4% uh, from last year. Lowe's reports a week following. And Motley Fool is reporting that mortgage rates have edged up ever so slightly for the first time in a long time. Next week, we're going to talk to Jamal Bowe of Pilgrim Mortgage about this. The 30-year fixed is unchanged. It's the only one that didn't uh, go up just a little bit. Hey, and guess which country we are getting in a trade war with? And how's that going to affect your construction projects? We turn to our Making Your Home Great correspondent, Krista Scott. The U.S. is about to get in a trade war with Canada. At issue is lumber, with the U.S. Commerce Department announcing in April that it will charge five Canadian softwood exporters additional duties, up to 2%. Canada is threatening to charge tariffs on U.S. coal. This might mean higher lumber prices in the U.S., Krista Scott, making your home great news. And Tim Ferruzzi, that translates into more expensive two-by-fours. Or it might. Yep. I, 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 I mean, every nickel helps when you're building a house. And every dollar helps, you know, along the, along the line. Every few dollars for a two-by-four is going to cost more money. Um, and this could be the goose that, uh, I don't know what the expression is. This could be the straw that breaks a camel's back. This could, could be the goose that cracks the golden egg. I don't know what that means. <laughs> But, you know, more expensive two-by-fours are bad. Can we agree? Uh, yeah. I mean, you don't want material going up uh, very much. It does It does uh, change. You know, the, the rates go up and down all the time with lumber anyways. It does? Yeah. All right. So we're talking about floors today. Um, you yeah. know, second hour, second hour, we got uh, John Raper in the studio talking about floors. Or you're talking about subfloors right now. Yep. And so another form of underlayment, uh, other than plywood or uh, a good grade plywood, meaning it has a, a good finish on it, and then, of course, the bad finish can be turned upside down. So yeah. if you get a BBC uh, product, plywood, the B side would be up and the C side would be down towards the subfloor. You need the B side up because you're going to be putting padding uh, and carpet, and you don't want to be stepping in knot holes and things like that. So you want the good, the good side up, yeah. even though you are covering it. Uh, and of course, uh, another type of underlayment would be cement board or fiberboard. Uh, what you would do in a bathroom, say, or a kitchen or a sunroom, where you might be putting tile, ceramic tile or porcelain tile, and um, that would act as the underlayment on top of the subfloor. The cement board or the fiber board. And I, the I, I know that John's going to have more on this when, when yep. he's in studio, but the whole yep. idea that there are certain things you need to put down uh, underneath your, what, vinyl flooring or your tile flooring, and if you don't put it down, you're not going to have the life on the material. It, you're not going to have the life on the material, and uh, there's lots of other things uh, that could happen related to... to just the condition of your house. So mostly it's related to the material, but obviously squeaking, yeah, uh, things like that. And also could, uh, it can affect your heating and cooling bills on what you put in your flooring or under your flooring. So always better to be a little bit redundant. Use you know waterproof moisture barriers, waterproofers, 
and good quality products. A lot of times, uh, going back to the bathrooms or ceramic tile, so you use fiberboard uh, or, or not fiberboard, but fiber cement material. Fiberboard is another product. Yeah, uh, this would be a cement board. You know, a hundred year old houses we talked about those a minute ago. In those bathrooms, they typically had a mortar bed that was uh, anywhere from an inch to two inches thick. If anybody's had an old house and had to go in and tear out any tile, they know what I'm talking about. And under that would be your diagonal planks that acted as the subfloor. Yeah. Um, new construction uh, has developed over the years, and they've gotten away from the mortar beds. You can still see some of those applied in certain applications, but most of the time you buy these uh, products that are three feet by five feet, and they're mm-hmm. called cement board, and uh, they're lightweight, and that acts as the mortar bed, and of course you put your tile on that. Yeah. So that's another form of underlayment that would be a top of your subfloor, and of course on top of all of that that we just discussed would be your finished flooring, whether it be tile, uh, vinyl, carpet, and that's what John's going to go into the second hour at three o'clock. Uh, and we're just trying to preface all that by talking about what's below it. Now, Tim, there's a story that I've told probably before, because I've told as many people as as I can. If you are going to take up the linoleum floor on uh, in your kitchen or dining room, anywhere in your house, prepare, and you're going to put down like these floating uh, hardwood things or floating uh, laminate pe- mm-hmm. products. Be prepared for some serious work because underneath the linoleum are these pieces. And did you say they were three by five or they're, 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 well, well, I mean, there could be uh, the, the new, when you put tile down now, you're typically putting a three foot by five foot piece of uh, cement board down. But what you're talking about in a kitchen, say, say you've got, vinyl now and you want to replace the vinyl yeah well there's lots of considerations and john can go in this uh, a bit further than than i can too but uh the age of your house is an issue if you've got a house that was that's old you know some of the vinyl down there if the old flooring has been covered over you know sometimes you go into a house and you'll have three or four layers of vinyl that have been put on over the years yeah something from the 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s might have asbestos in it. So uh, people don't want to get involved with pulling up asbestos because if it becomes uh, airborne, it, it's a potential problem. Right. So over the years, what people have been doing is is just covering the floor with a quarter-inch plywood, and that would be a good quality plywood that has a, a finished side that's meant for that type of application. Historically, we've called that Luan, L-U-A-N, same type of... Yeah, same type of material that was used to make doors out of yeah. a while there and still being used. Um, so that's you use a product similar to that. There's some other names now of products out there that even have little X's on it showing this is where you staple, this is where you screw. Yes, and yes. You put that over, and you put your vinyl on top. And, of course, you've always got to consider things like your dishwasher and how much room is left between the top of your dishwasher and the counter. Yes. Because if you build up your floor too much, you're not going to be able to get your dishwasher back in, and you always, always, always want that new floor in the kitchen to be in the dishwasher space. Never leave your dishwasher there and yeah. floor up to it. Bad mistake. You, uh, I'm not sure I understood that. 
Well, you, you, sometimes, sometimes people will put a new floor in and they won't take their dishwasher out and do underneath the dishwasher. Oh, I see. And of yeah. course, the problem with not doing under your dishwasher is that when you go to service your dishwasher or replace your dishwasher, you're going to have to pull up the floor yeah. or you're going to have to pull off your countertop. So you need to pull that dishwasher out and make sure that the flooring you've, you're putting in is going to allow that dishwasher to go back in. But you always want to put new flooring under the dishwasher so that if that dishwasher ever does leak, at least you see the leak coming out onto the floor yeah. and it's not doing all the damage back behind there. Next thing you know, your cabinets are falling in. That's Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And the show is Making Your Home Great on News Radio 680 WPTF. Tim, when we put in a dishwasher... And we had a, you know, obviously we had a flooring down. There was not flooring up underneath. So the linoleum did not continue underneath the, yep. um, the, uh, the where the dishwasher was. If it had, the entire height of the shelf, the cabinetry would have been changed, I think. But regardless, here's the story. We ended up unscrewing the top of the uh, countertop. And lifting it up, and I mean we almost snapped it in order to get the dishwasher where it needed to be. Uh-huh. So your good advice is, is worthwhile there. If you're putting in a flooring, putting in flooring, what, take the dishwasher out? Yeah, the, when you're doing a kitchen floor, you always want to remove the refrigerator, a, a freestanding stove. Yeah. Uh, and a dishwasher, and I see so many times where people just think the dishwasher should stay there. Uh, they don't want the headache of pulling it out and putting it back in, but that's a big <laughs> mistake. You need to you need to make sure that whoever's doing the floor is considering the space that you have left because you want to make sure that when you put that dishwasher back in, you've got the room to fit it in, so you don't you can't increase your height on your floor, right? But so much, so you have to evaluate where the dishwasher spacing is now. So that's very easy to do. You just bend down and look at the top of your dishwasher where you open the door and see how much room is between that and the uh, bottom of the countertop, as well as do you have space down below as well, or maybe the legs of the dishwasher can be dropped down some. So yeah. a dishwasher is uh, bringing a big constraint. You've got to always consider your new floor height um, based on your dishwasher. And there are stories, and they are true, of people hiring somebody to remove their dishwasher and ending up with a damaged floor right in front of the dishwasher, which, you know, it's going to happen. It really not is. easy to happen. It's not necessarily the guy's fault that, yeah. um, that pulled the dishwasher out because sometimes the, the floor uh, was uh, run up to the dishwasher, and when you pull that dishwasher out, it's going to tear the vinyl because it grabs it. Yeah. All right. Tim Ferruzzi, Dave Alexander, making your home great on News Radio 680 WPTF. The AccuWeather forecast is coming up next. And in hour two, John Raper from Floors to Go. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is making your home great. Our telephone number is 919 860 9783. 919 860 9783. Partly sunny the rest of the afternoon. High near 69, overnight low 52. Then similar weather the next couple of days, but really warmer. High near 82 for Sunday and Monday, but again, partly cloudy 
We get partly cloudy or mostly sunny all the way to Friday. It's 64 now. Real feel is 66. News Radio 680 WPTF. Making your home great is, of course, Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland uh, uh, Residential Roofing. Uh, websites are handyhelpers.com and highlandroofingnc.com. And if you want to contact Tim off air, 919-676-5969 is the good office line. Or you could talk to us now at 919-860-9783. John Raper's in the studio. Welcome, John. How are you? Great. Good to be here. It's, it's good to have you here. Good to be in here. I'm... I'm uh, uh, very pleased that you that you're in the studio. We we love it when people come in and do the show here. Uh, Tim was just talking about subflooring, and I was telling a story. You know, I didn't get to the end of it, but I'm going to tell you the story. And you probably live through stories like this. I was doing a do-it-yourselfer kitchen remodeling thing, which was the wrong plan. But I said, well, I'll just take the, up the linoleum. We'll put down one of these snap-together floors, these floating floors. Then I realized I had to remove some sort of subflooring thing that was there. And it was stapled on. How many staples are they supposed to put in this? About every three inches which, in both directions. Which translates over the course of the kitchen to about 100,000, perhaps a million staples, by my personal estimation. The staples are really long. The point I'm getting to is, that's a job and a half. For somebody who doesn't do it all the time, I mean, I had two pry bars. I'm going back and forth. I wasn't, I couldn't, I couldn't tell you how much success I had, except they're all up now. All right. All right, but the project is a couple of years old. Um, But whoever put the linoleum down, they had to put that down? Am I correct? They had to put some sort of... More than of- likely to give us a nice smooth substrate Yeah. so no imperfections would show through at the joints or, th- or if you had any imperfections in your subfloor. What you took up was probably the underlayment. Yes, it Maybe was. Maybe a Luon or a birch. Exactly. Birch underlayment. And it wasn't a, a full sheet plywood. Which is, thank goodness, because I don't think I could have ever done that. I'd have had to take it off. But I ended up taking some of the pieces off in pieces. It could have been multiply, which comes in four-by-four four sheets, and it does have little X marks for the staple. That the sounds about there. right. Yeah. Sounds about right. They overdid it with the city staples. Mention that at the next industry uh, event, please. <laughs> <laughs> for do-it-yourselfers, we don't, we don't care to have them uh, uh, double up on the staples. Um, so, John, how long have you been doing floors? I've been in the industry 42, uh, 43 years, and I've been in business myself since 1980, which is about 37 years. Yeah. So. And you've have you always specialized in flooring? It, well, years ago, it was mostly carpet and, uh, and vinyl, and then over the years, we have so many different floors, to, uh, new types of flooring. To If you're going to be in the business nowadays, you've got to carry everything, so yeah. hardwood, Sheet vinyl. You mentioned linoleum. What you probably were taking up was vinyl flooring, vinyl sheet flooring. They're, okay. But we, but they still make the old timey linoleum. They do. Yeah. I I remember putting down linoleum with my grandfather, who again was not a uh, do-it-yourselfer guy, and mm-hmm. we, we were uh, on a cold day, and we didn't know about heating it up. Yeah. We had no idea. That it will stuff, break. It will break. I was yeah. cracking like crazy. Yeah. 
cracking like crazy. But now we've got better products. Right. For the floor. All right. Uh, Tim, are you still there? Jo- yeah, John. So yeah. Um, what is the, we've talked about this before on the show, is it LVT or VLT? I get confused. It's uh, LVT, Luxury Vinyl Plank or Vinyl, LVP or LVT, Luxury Vinyl Plank or Vinyl Tile. Which is I really basically like that stuff. I've installed yeah. that a few times uh, here over the last year, and I've been very impressed with it. What does right. it look like? It can look just like ceramic, granite, mm-hmm. marble, or just any kind of hardwood from the up from up anywhere in the world. It's, it's basically, it's basically just like laminate. It's a photograph with vinyl on top of it. Yeah. But under that under that top layer, that's the important thing that makes it waterproof. It's going to be a PVC. Or it's a limestone and PVC composite, mm-hmm. which makes it waterproof. It's it's usually a click together or floating floor, and we also have click together solid vinyl planks and tiles. So it's mm-hmm. just a, and what makes it look so real is the the uh, the imagery that you see mm-hmm. in the high pixel, like you you know when we see uh, what um, certain photographs that used to be kind of blurry or say laminate flooring used to look so artificial and fake. Yeah, the the high pixel makes the defi- the, the visual definition look so clear and so realistic. I actually thought that I was being snarky, little you know, sarcastic, and said that what I put down on there, this floating floor, mm-hmm. was a picture of wood. Is it really a picture of wood? It is, or a picture of tile. Right. And then they put the the vinyl layer on top of it, and it can it can have a most of it has aluminum oxide, yeah. which is very hard. These aluminum oxide actually in hardwood now, right? And increases your warranty from a lot. Used to be the finished warranty that it will not wear through or wear off used to be three years max. Yeah, and now it goes as high as fifty years. Doesn't mean it wasn't gouged, dent, scratch, or react to moisture. Yeah. It's just if you take care of the floor, they're guaranteeing for X amount of years that that finish will not wear through or wear off. If you, yeah, John, aren't they yeah. aren't they doing uh, approximately eight coatings at the factory as well as the aluminum oxide mixed in with it? That's right, between six and eight coats with aluminum oxide, and it's not the the technology is not available at this time. Like if you had an on-site finished hardwood done, mm-hmm. and you and you're going to have those cans of polyurethane, and it, it can be oil based or it can be water based. But the technology is not available to apply the aluminum oxide, which is what makes it the, the, that finish so tough. Because at the factory, they can control the humidity, and they can also use ultraviolet rays to cure it. Yep. And you're hinting that something that is finished elsewhere, in some cases, is superior to anything we're doing at the house. Well, there are pros and cons to everything. All right. If, you, if you're going to get a solid... A solid three-quarter inch wood, and uh, and you're going to have that sanded and finished to your choice of stains. You can get it in two and a quarter on up to about seven or eight inches. Mm-hmm. You get too wide, you might have some issues. But and uh, but the factory finish gives you a lifetime structural warranty, even the least expensive junk. Lifetime structural warranty that it won't delaminate, crack, or split, or come apart. Yeah. Uh, whereas the and the solid also is going to have a lifetime structure warranty. The, 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 the integrity of the product warranty is one thing, and the finished warranty is another thing. All right. We're learning floors. We've got about an hour. Call me up. Call John Raper up at 
9783. We'll handle any question about your floor. Yeah. And if you've got a question about the rest of your house, Tim will talk to you about it, too. Um, the uh, I'm going to the website. It's raleigh.floorstogo.com. Or you could just go ahead and Google search Floors to Go Raleigh, and it'll take you there. Beautiful, beautiful examples of the work that uh, John and his team does. Details over this next hour on making your home great. News Radio 680 WPTF. Radio 680 WPTF, Making Your Home Great, is on from 2 until 4 every Saturday. Call us up at 919-860-9783. Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And today, John Raper of Floors to Go. John, welcome again. Thank you, sir. It's good to be here. We've uh, we've got a quick AccuWeather forecast, which includes some sunshine and a high near 69. Right now, 65 with a real feel of 68 degrees. Got an anniversary flooring event. Are you celebrating an anniversary with your company? Uh, Well, every spring and fall, uh, between Floors Ago and Abbey, Abbey owns Floors Ago. We're the largest buying group in America as far as floors. Uh Every spring and every fall, we have a national extravaganza sale so this is the month of may is is it for right now looks and like uh, tile selections arley wholesale mohawk and with mirazi mirazi is one of the tile yeah mirazi mm-hmm. as low as 99 cents a square foot do you sell to do-it-yourself people yeah mm-hmm. you anybody right you sell to anybody. i'm just you know I, I would you prefer to put it down yourself no we'd just love to sell the product but oh okay most people don't want to with the installation, they don't know how. They don't want to take it on. So I, I'll tell you if what: we didn't install flooring, we probably wouldn't be in business. <laughs> yeah, you got to be able to get, satisfy the people like me, far too clumsy to get things done. Well, uh, I do no, understand it's, it. It's, it's a matter of just knowing what you're doing, you know. All right, so you still do carpet. Yep. Uh, what do you want to brag about about the carpet? Carpet used to be king, but yeah. not as much now. But there, just let me say this. Yeah. There are absolutely guaranteed 100% stain-proof carpets available now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You spill red wine, mustard, ketchup, the doggy wets on it. One of your kids gets a permanent black mark and writes on it. It will come out with bleaching water. You spill bleach on it, it won't hurt it. So, so people Really? That, people that have animals and dogs, that's what you want to consider. I mean, it's, you're not making this up. No, this is the actual truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sharpie. I'm not preaching. I'm t- I'm telling the truth. Now. A sharpie, a two-year-old with a sharpie. Right, black, red doesn't matter. It will come out, guaranteed, or they'll replace your carpet. A chihuahua and his cousin mm-hmm. running around, and we can clean that up. Mm-hmm. No kidding. Oh, what's that going to run me? Uh, about the price of a regular, just average carpet. Yeah. It uh, it stain masters are the most expensive. It's made by DuPont, the original nylon. That's the most expensive fiber in the world as far yeah. as a synthetic. Uh-huh. So, but, um, but you've got basically nowadays two, two fibers, polyester right. or nylon. And then Mohawk has the, the smart strand, which is a, a, new, a brand new category of flooring, more engineered, more like a nylon to be more resilient. Yeah. But it is absolutely. And they've, they've got a new carpet out now 
that's even far beyond what I just mentioned. They show on, the, uh, on, their, uh, on their website men with buckets of paint, red, yellow, blue, and green, pouring it on the carpet. They take the carpet and hang it up on the wall, and within a half an hour, every bit of it's dripped off. As clumsy as I am was painting, I need this. Yeah. I need this. It will right. come off, yeah. Pat in Raleigh is going to join us. How you doing, Pat? You're on with Tim Ferruzzi and, of course, John Raper. Hey, John Raper. This is Pat Wisely. I figured that might be you. How are you, Pat? <laughs> <laughs> I just need to put in a good word for my friend. All right. We'll appreciate that. Go ahead, Pat. What yes, did John Raper does wonderful work. He's got a wonderful product. He's helped us through the years. Many times, he's a fine Christian friend of ours at our church, and I just want to recommend him to anybody. And if, if anybody does get a job from him today, maybe I'll get that state dinner he promised me years ago. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh, you man. mean I never came through with that? Pat, <laughs> that is the best ham-handed compliment I've ever heard, really, honestly. <laughs> Pat, let me ask you, can you tell me a story about uh, uh, John Raper job here? A John Raper job? Yeah, just one one project. Oh yeah. Well, um, we uh, we were remodeling our house, and uh, we needed some carpeting done. And his and even back then, he did the stain master for us. And honestly, part of my house is still got the same carpet, and we just you know it cleans up. It shampoos wonderful. Um, with three kids and eight grandchildren through the years, you know it's just it has passed the test. Wow. So I would highly recommend it, and especially highly recommend um, Mr. Raper. Very good. Pat, thank you. Okay. Thank you, Pat. Okay. Bye, John. Bye-bye. Appreciate it. <laughs> Telephone Bye-bye. number here is 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783. She mentioned shampooing. I've heard people say, no, 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 you don't don't shampoo. I I see these these inexpensive couple hundred dollar carpet shampoos. You're the expert. Tell me what I'm supposed to be doing because I do have dogs and I do have a lot of carpet. Uh, since she bought her house, probably that carpet has honestly been in there 20 years. Yeah. But it was a Stainmaster nylon, which is the best nylon, the original DuPont nylon. Yeah. The manufacturers have changed things around. Mm-hmm. You are required to have your carpet professionally cleaned. You can't do it yourself anymore. You can't rent a machine from Home Depot. All right. Professionally cleaned every 18 months. It used to be 24 months. Now it's 18 months for, okay. for your warrant. And they've got really good warranties. They've, imp- they've improved the warranties. And if you do your part mm-hmm. and you file a claim, they will stand behind the warranties. I have had six claims in the last four years, and... Uh, I can tell you about them at some point in time when you're ready. If I can do it real well, quick, you, but, you, you, okay. Give, so give me one. So me all one. the okay, all the six claims. Yeah. All the the manufacturers uh, replaced uh, the carpet in four of those in the in the areas. One of them was like a a huge family room uh, dining room open concept floor plan. Yeah. And the doggy had eaten some red dog food. He threw up on it, and basically it left a red stain. Well, they cleaned it. Like the manufacturer said, it didn't totally come out, so they gave us new carpet, we've replaced it, and they paid our labor. So that was four of those. Then one lady went six months past her cleaning time. She could not prove she'd had it cleaned by showing her records. They denied her claim. The other one, the gentleman had uh, four huge indoor-outdoor dogs, and he he had bought a cheap Berber from us. We didn't know he had the dogs, and they were (laughs) destroying the carpet. So that was a shawl carpet, and they gave us free carpet, but he had to pay the labor. So. 
So they do stand behind it. Wow. And you do you, you cannot rent the machine. I mean, if you want it to be under warranty, you have to do what they say. Otherwise, you don't have to have it cleaned ever. It's just up to you. And I'm going to guess you're going to help me find the right person to do the work. Yes, I yeah. have a I have a twin daughter and her husband are in the carpet cleaning. Really? Business. Yeah, oh, somewhat okay. like zero res, but you know I know. Well, that's fine. Yes, yeah, so. that's fine. No, I'm glad you mentioned it. Right. Because it'd be better to better mention it than not. Uh, Tim Feruzzi is with us. Hey, Tim. Hey. You got a question for John? I'm listening. <laughs> you are, you are. Well, John, I guess you owe her a steak dinner for sure now, right? Uh, she's put me on the spot. <laughs> yes, I do. It won't. It will, it. it will not be the what's the expensive one. I, I might take us to Angus Barn, but it won't be the. Oh, there you go. What's that other place? That's. Uh, I'm not sure I that remember, I want it. I don't want to. You're trying to find a more expensive place than the Angus Barn for no, a steak. No, I'm trying to come down. So you're trying to come down. <laughs> right. Golden Corral would be fine. Yeah. You know, maybe the peddler. I might just squeeze the peddler out. <laughs> John. Yes, sir. Uh, a question about the pre-engineered. Uh, Flooring. What what thicknesses does that come in? Is there several different thicknesses with the pre-engineered hardwood flooring? Okay, you're talking about what we call yeah engineered floorings, which which is basically it's laminated just like it's not laminate but laminated like plywood. It's in layers. Mm -hmm. So that starts off at a quarter of an inch and goes to three quarters. It would be a quarter, uh, three eighths, uh, five sixteenths. There's actually a five sixteenth solid, believe it or not, made by Bruce. It goes to a half an inch, five eighths, and then to three quarters, and different okay. widths. If the widths start off at two and a quarter and go, not many two and a quarter wide now in engineered, usually three inches, and it can go as much as about eight inches. Most of the hardwood being put down is a is some sort of layered product. Yeah, most of it, right? I mean, my dad put my dad built his own home, and we had I saw some of the hardwood product that was a good thick. That's a three-quarter solid. And it, Single yeah. piece of wood. Exactly. A big chunk of wood. The reason I believe that we sell more engineered is because, number one, pricing, and number two, uh, people that are, I guess I call it green, they're more mm-hmm. environmentally, yeah. but want to be more environmentally friendly, is you're only using a, you're using a small amount of that tree. If it's, yeah. uh, let's say it's Brazilian cherry, mm-hmm. or let's say it's maple, American maple, or American right. walnut or cherry. So some of those woods are getting kind of rare. So mm-hmm. in order to preserve those, if we use a an engineered product, then that top layer is your veneer. Yeah. The rest of it is is cheaper wood down below. It's more or less, it's usually soft woods. It can be hardwood, but that top yeah. veneer is what you're actually paying for. That makes sense. It does. And I would I would I would say there's two other reasons that they would be using that as well. Um, one would be um, the um, the finish. On, on how how well it lasts compared to the uh, having the traditional hardwood floor system. Right. Um, so if you come in and put down the new the original hardwood floor, you put it in raw, and you've got to come in with with the the machines and finish it all up, and that becomes messy. So that's the second. I would say the third thing would be the um, the finish lasts much longer than it does when you do it. In your home, like you mentioned earlier on the show. On site, yes. And the fourth thing would be the messiness that's caused by having to sand your floors and do all that work versus taking them up and putting down pre-engineered flooring. Right. Well, there's one thing I think that that maybe you were not aware of, but um, we do sell solid pre-finished floors Mm -hmm. in just about every species. 
and those have the, the same finish. You're going to have your anywhere from 25 to 50 year finish warranty. And here again, they're they're because they're they are they're they're cured at a, in, in a kennel. Mm-hmm. They're dried out and they're made in a factory under controlled conditions. And they have a lifetime structural warranty on those also. And that would basically be cracking or splitting. Mm-hmm. And we do have some wind shake once in a while. We installed some hardwood a few weeks ago. Had laid part of it, came back the next day, and we started seeing little cracks in it. That's called wind shake or wind shear. That tree was in a hurricane or a, a severe windstorm, yeah. and it blowing around like this and twisting. Yeah. Then at some point in time when it became a finished product and we installed it, then we're seeing little cracks appear. Yeah. But the manufacturers stand behind that. We did get new wood and replace the jo- and replace what we started in and and then put all new wood down. All right, John. So when, when you said solid uh, material, you mean through and through? It's the same tree, right? And it was. It's and a. So it, that, it, it's that a solid. The fi- that would start at the five sixteenth thickness um, and work up to three quarters, or is that just three quarters? No, the only the only two that I know of right now that are not made uh, in Brazil. Uh, would be a um, uh, Bruce makes a, a product called Natural Reflections that's five sixteenths of an inch thick and it's two and a quarter wide. It looks just like a yeah. if you put it on the floor, you could not tell the difference. No way, Jose, that yeah. it was right. not a solid three quarter. And then it goes from that five sixteenths. The only other one would be a three quarter thick one. All the all the okay. all the, engi- the engineered ones are the ones that vary in about five or six different thicknesses. All right. So Tim. the half inch product would be. More of an engineered, layered material versus a full sheet, a full piece. Right, exactly. All right. Okay. John and Tim, uh, we are going to continue this floor conversation. In studio, John Raper, floors to go. Also, Tim Ferruzzi of Handy Helpers and Highland Roofing. And that's on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, making your home great. Sunny the rest of today with a few clouds and a high near 69. And then sunny and warmer Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. We have a high near 82 for Sunday and Monday. And by Wednesday, your high temperature, 91. Right now, 65. Real feel, 68. News Radio 680 WPTF. Uh, On our show right now, John Raper of Floors to Go. And, of course, Tim Ferruzzi. And they were debating floors. We're talking about floor materials. This stuff is far better, John, than a decade ago. Mm-hmm. Yes. So whatever we, a lot of people, you know, they got houses with the original flooring, 10, 15, 20 years old, and they're disappointed with what perhaps is down there. You can introduce them to something better. And is that because the technology has improved so much? It depends on what you have down now. Because yeah. if you have a solid hardwood that was put in back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s, 80s, whatever, yeah. those can be sanded and refinished. That's what, mm-hmm. uh, what Tim was talking about a while ago was yeah. the, you're going to have, they, they, they can capture probably two-thirds to three-quarters of the dust mm-hmm. uh, with those machines, and they've got to sand it down, stain it or finish natural, and then, you're, and then you have those fumes. Right. But whereas if it's pre-finished, take it out of the box, there's no no fumes. We install it, walk out, we're through. you got right. a brand new floor with a great warranty. Yeah. And and like I say, manufacturers stand behind their warranties. And we, we do find, the, you know, I can tell you what people don't do that they should do as yeah, far please. as warranties. 
most people don't vacuum their carpet enough. Hey, it's just that simple. Yeah. You can't expect a, something that's made into a fiber and twisted, and and of course, and then a lot of people don't buy enough fiber. They they buy like a twenty four ounce, which is base grade FHA. Mm-hmm. If you if 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 you're if you're gonna if you're a veteran and you're gonna buy a house, it's got to have at least twenty four ounces of fiber, which means a three foot by three foot piece of carpet has to have a minimum of twenty four ounces. Mm-hmm. If you pull the fiber out, you put it on a scale, you weigh it. Not the two backings and the latex that bonds them together. The fiber that you walk on, what we call face fiber, has to be a minimum of 24 ounces. For an average household in America, if you're going to be there like 8 or 10 years, you need at least a 40 to 50 ounce face fiber. And nylon wears the best. Polyester would be be less expensive. Nylon is about 15% more than polyester, but you get a whole lot more wear out of it. That's how they grade carpet. It's, It's basically... There's, there are several things you've mm-hmm. got. You've got how many twists are in each ply. Yeah. You have how many ounces. You've got what is it made out of, and and you also have density. It's mm-hmm. how much fibers packed in a square inch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know there's a, that's that's most of it right there. Is if it's nylon, you're so going to get. Is it is it true to say then you get what you pay for? Uh, yes, sir. That is that's that is absolutely 100 percent true in the flooring business. Yeah, as it as it is within most industries. Yep, and, and you're it, you're willing to sell somebody something that's you know minimum. Well, if you come in my well, first of all, yeah, I have a philosophy, and most good retail stores of any whatever you're selling has a philosophy. Yeah, my philosophy is to be courteous to my customer, mm-hmm. to try to ask them questions. Do you have kids? Do you have animals? Yeah. Uh, how long are you going to live there? Are you, gonna, are you selling your house? And then by those answers, and I show them the right product, and then it depends on what yeah. their pocketbook can handle. And I will we'll do a measure, give you a free estimate, and then let you make the decision. We don't pressure you at all. So my philosophy is to make my customer happy. Good for you. Yeah. That's the bottom line. Yeah. That's what kept, that's, that's why I'm, I'm still in business. That's a good thing. Yeah. These and yet at the same time on the website you've got sections on selecting carpet, uh, hardwood types, selecting hardwood. I mean, and of course in the store, people know what they're talking about. Right. You, you have fairly. I mean, the people working for you. But we're we're family owned and operated. Okay. My wife, my son, my brother in law, my daughter in law, and myself. So we're we're all we're all family. We get along pretty good together. Well, it's a good thing. So yeah, but I'd like to say one thing. Yeah. But there are a couple of companies that are in the flooring business. And I won't mention any names. Thank if you. somebody advertises fifty, sixty percent off, do you really believe they can do that? My my highest markup is forty percent. How can I give you sixty percent off and stay in business? So <laughs> so there's a and people that are listening, they know who they are. So just they prey on the elderly. Yeah. The early, early people don't know what the value of anything is. They come in with the high price, and if you don't go for it, they'll call back the next day and say, hey, my boss said to lower it to see if you'd go with it. So just, you know, don't believe 60% off. It's just it's, it's too good to be true. Yeah, It isn't true. So just be leery. Buy from a local retailer that's been in business a long time and doesn't. If I gave you 60% off, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't be in business. So there you go. Well, I understand that. Yeah, so. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. That's You're, one of my pet peeves. John Raper is uh, forced to go, and he's in the studio, and you can ask him a question, and he'll answer it. He'll give you an honest answer. It sounds like, you know, that's 
That's the way things are going to happen today. We're going to ask him some questions about flooring. If you've got a specific story to tell, John's the guy to hear. Okay? 919-860-9783. I bought the El Cheapo stuff, snapped together flooring. I I don't know what I was thinking. I probably should have done. I should have called you. That's what I should have done. (laughs) I should have called you and I should have had. And I had a guy who told me, you know, it's just snapped together. Don't worry about that. We can can do that in a weekend. Right. Well, the main thing is is most people, the average person is a lot more educated now because they go online and they read about products. Yes. But if you come into my showroom, I'm going to ask you, what can I show you? And then then I'm going to ask you some questions, and then I'm going to educate you on what is available in, let's say you want carpet. I'm going to give you some education. That's good. And and when you leave my store, you can go shopping, and you know more than a lot of the salespeople you're going to be talking to. How about that? That's good. In 10 minutes, I can teach you enough that you'll know more than the average salesperson at every store. That's a good thing. All right. We've got Steve in Durham who's going to have to wait because we have a news department that wants to... I don't know. They want to do the news. It's what they do when they came in on a Saturday to do it. So we're going to make some room for them. John Raper in the studio. Floors to go. Also, Tim Ferruzzi and Dave Alexander. This is Making Your Home Great. News Radio 680 WPTF. I found a picture of you. A quick moment for industrial sort of home uh, repair news, and then we're back with John Raper on making your home great. Home Depot is reporting their earnings this week. Analysts say that's going to be up about 4% to guess how many billion? 23.7 billion. Uh, Lowe's reporting next week. Uh, Motley Fool says mortgage rates have edged up slightly, but the 30-year fixed remains intact where it was beginning of the week. And we are going to war with Canada. Well, first thing, if you're going to go to war with anybody, might as well be Canada. (laughs) Second thing is, it's a trade war. We're going to war over lumber prices. And we have put duties, or we're about to put duty, on their Canadian softwood 24% to protect our, our lumber folks. Uh, Tim Ferruzzi uh, with us, also John Raper of Floors to Go on News Radio 680 WPTF, and this is making your home great. Stephen Durham, thanks for calling. What's going on? Hello. Uh, yes, Steve, you're on. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, I have a question for the flooring guy. Sure. I live in a 1940s vintage Cape Cod style house. I have. Uh, Three layers of linoleum on my kitchen floor, and underneath the three layers of linoleum is uh, yellow pine sub four. Uh, I want to remodel my kitchen. Uh, most modern kitchens now, they do hardwood floors in the kitchen the same as they do in the other primary living areas of the house. I have never been able to kind of like that. Um, I would like something different. Um, I'm thinking that I would like a some type of a tile floor set down in a mortar with um, maybe thin set, uh, maybe 14 inch on that diagonal. Um, what would be your recommendation for 1940s vintage Cape Cod style home? Okay, uh, how long have you lived there? Uh, 
My family has owned the property since 1940. Okay. Um, the You said there's three layers? Is There's three layers of, of linoleum, that thick-type linoleum. Mm, do you, um, how, um, there may be asbestos in it, I don't know, but I would like to take it all up mm-hmm. because I don't like to be much of a transition uh, from the kitchen to the dining room and from the kitchen mm-hmm. to the hall. In other words, I don't want a thick wood transition strip there. All right. Um, uh, I thought if I take this linoleum up uh, and I put this thin-set tile down, it might not be much of a uh, difference in the level of the floor. Well, if you're if the if if those if that top layer was installed after 1985, it does not have asbestos in it. If it was, uh, the top layer was installed in 1972. Okay, it's so it's strong solarium, and it still looks just like brand new. That stuff is right. like iron. Yes, that was inlaid flooring. If it is the if it's the whether it's loose laid or glued down. It does. Down. It does not have asbestos because it, if it was put down in '72, mm-hmm. oh, excuse me, if it's put down in '72 and it was a solid glue down, it does have asbestos in the backing. If it's the loose lay, it would not. The, the loose lay had a more pliable uh, type, maybe a flexible vinyl backing or something like that. So put that in two sections, but there is there is one thin sl- a seam in the flooring. Right. So my suggestion would be that we take up or whoever does your floor would take up the top layer if it's possible to get it up, if it's, if it's, if it's loose laid. You can go to a heat vent, take a screwdriver, and, and kind of dig up in, uh, in the, where that top layer is and see if it will pop loose. Uh, or take a vacuum cleaner hose and stick it on that floor and that suction and, and pull it up and see if it moves up and down, then if it's loose laid. Then you should take that top layer up, and then I would suggest that you would... Uh, that. What's under there is glue. If it's glued down, we can skim coat it with a what we call an embossing leveler, make it nice and smooth, and then put down uh, either put down uh, a vinyl tile that's in a 14-inch square, 16-inch square it can be on, or either 18-inch squares. It can be done on a on a diagonal or whatever, and it can also be it can be butted together and look just like real stone, or it can be grouted with a virtually stain-proof grout. So you only you're only that's only going to add about uh, three sixteenths of an inch to your height. So that would be my suggestion. Whereas if you use ceramic or porcelain, you've got to have a concrete board at least a quarter of an inch, and then your tile is a quarter of an inch, and then your thin set's going to make it three quarters of an inch. So I would suggest you consider Armstrong Armstrong Alterna, Mannington Adura, or Congolium Dura Ceramic. That's only going to raise it three sixteenths of an inch. And take that top layer off if it's loose laid. Did that did that help you a little bit? Well, what about the other two layers? Why not take those up as well? You would have to do it yourself because those definitely have asbestos in them. Uh, so I could not do that. I could get in trouble and lose my license to sell. You could do it yourself as a homeowner. You wouldn't want to do any sanding. Just you just just cut it and scrape it up. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be hard work. So. But well, that's, I have a handyman that will do it. Yeah, okay. And, and if he does it, would I be able to sleep in that house at night? Um, as long as he doesn't sand it, yes. You, you don't want any, you don't want that backing to to get to get airborne. The little well, fibers. What about yeah. that that glue that's going to be re, uh, the residue from the glue? That's not any ways as dangerous as asbestos. So <laughs> yeah, it it, may, it could uh, if if you sand it if you sand the adhesive, it's not that wouldn't be an issue to me. But if you sand that, if you if you sand those two layers that you have down and get that stuff airborne, that could be a health issue. 
unless you had a mask on or something like that. And, and even and even um, to add to it, even pulling it up, some of it's going to go airborne. So you're really you're really uh, taking some risk there doing it, especially if you bring someone else in to do it for you. Um, so I would recommend that you you seriously consider talking to an asbestos abatement company and just getting a price on what it would cost if you're set on going back with the mortar bed and the, and the tile and things just to make sure things are right because you don't want anybody in your family getting sick and you surely don't want to put somebody else like a handyman in the position of, of possibly being exposed. Either you could be liable for a lot of things there. So I would just be very cautious about that and um, take it pretty seriously. Going Now, let's say you do get an abatement contractor in there and you do get the asbestos up and you, you do do the mortar bed and things you're talking about, you might consider doing the, um, uh, the uh, radiant uh, floor system if, you, if you're looking to really do an upgrade. If you want some warm heat uh, coming up at your feet and through the room, that's a good opportunity. I had a situation years ago where we took up her kitchen floor and she had about an inch or an inch and a half to work with after that. So we came in and put in a radiant uh, heat floor system and mortar bed and tile and tied into our boiler system. Of course, a lot of ones now are electric and um, time the water heaters as well with different systems and solar. So that might be an opportunity for you if you're really trying to do a nice upgrade, but you really should consider um, that, that asbestos uh, point. If I wanted to use a wood floor that would match my oak hardwood floors that are stained in a provincial color, what 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 would I do? Uh, uh, pre-finished. Yeah, if you um, if you want to match close to what you have now, if right. you, you you could email us some some photographs, or if you have a piece left over, bring that in. If it's a solid three quarter, we can probably come close to the color. Uh, is it two and a quarter wide, or is it three and a quarter? It's probably two and a quarter if it's that old. Yeah. Uh, wood floors. Yeah, if it's been down that long, if it's if it's put if it was put down in the forties, it's definitely going to be uh, a, two, a two and a, well, not definitely, but most likely a two and most a quarter. Likely a two and a quarter. Yeah, yeah. it's an hour. It's an hour. Yeah. yeah. So, but if you wanted a pre-finished floor to join that. Then we could certainly do that, or you know, any flooring store could do that, and try well, to. Then come. I would have a. There would be a difference in the height of the floors. That would right. So what you probably want to do is, if if you want to do it right, uh, whether you use the, the the radiant heat or whatever, you could get hire hire the right company to take that up, get it down to the as as low as it'll go to where it's down to 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 your three quarter inch where it's, where that that subfloor whatever's under there. And then have a professional hardwood company to come out, which we don't do on site. Have Lee's Hardwood or somebody like that come out and give you and and tell you what you've got: red oak, white oak. Mm-hmm. If it's uh, it could be quarter sawn, and then match that up and put down unfinished wood, sand it all down the new and the old, and stain it and and finish it all at the same time. And it'll be the same. That's safe. Well, Steve, how uh, much higher is how much higher is the kitchen floor now than the adjoining hardwood? None. None. So, you know, John, I heard you say a minute ago that you had some products that were uh, five sixteenths 
uh, in thickness. That's a quarter inch, right? That that's an engineered flooring, engineered hardwood flooring. Uh, let's see, three eighths of an inch would be uh, six sixteenths. That's as thin uh, as far as as far as engineered wood goes. Yes, we have some. Yeah. we have a five sixteenth solid two and a quarter, right? Five sixteenths. That's just a little bit over a quarter inch. So you might right. have a product that he could uh, put right over the existing floor in the kitchen if that's what you're talking about doing, Steve. And you would just have a little bit of a raise up, not much. Right. And that's why Bruce still makes that product because it's been on the market probably close to 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, and what you do is when you, somebody that adds a three-quarter hardwood to their existing kitchen, you've just shrunk your toe kick by three-quarters of an inch. And if, if you use the, and then your transitions where you join other doorways, you're three-quarters of an inch high. you got, you know, got, you got to have a transition to, to taper that down. If the 516, you Hardly even notice that transition. Yeah, that's John, what, what I would about, probably John, well, what about when, I, when I get ready to do this, I'll stop by your store and look at your look at your uh, products you've got. Okay, we have the largest selection of hardwood in the southeast. We've got twenty some brand names, so maybe you'll find something that'll be close to that. Well, we'll try to what help you. What would be the BMW of pre-finished hardwood floors? <laughs> oh. Uh, Probably naturally aged flooring. That's a that's a good brand name. Mirage, as a few brand names. Yeah. Now, but, do you say naturally aged? Yeah, that's a uh, that's a um, high end. But most of theirs is engineered. They have three quarter engineered. I would say that most manufacturers make a make different qualities in hardwood. So we have some we have several distributors and manufacturers that we buy from that have different grades. So. You'll, you'll see so much hardwood you'll throw up. I hope not. Steve, thank you uh, very much. I do appreciate you calling. It sounds as if Steve called the right radio show today. Yes. But the other thing is, if you've got a situation like he's got, you cannot go in and talk to the youngest salesman on the floor. I mean, I'm not talking about your yeah, place. Yeah, most I, you, places, right. you got to find, it's like when you've got a 45-year-old pickup truck. You need a mechanic who's been fixing things since, you know, the Truman administration right. to take a look at it. All right. <laughs> so uh, John Raper is in studio. Floors to go is the company. Tim Ferruzzi also with us. Handy helpers in Highland Residential Roofing. I'm Dave Alexander, and this is Making Your Home Great on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF, AccuWeather Forecast. Sunshine clouds at a high temperature near 69. We're already at 65. We get an overnight low of about 54 degrees. And then uh, warmer weather on the way, up to 82 tomorrow and 83 on Monday and uh, up near 91 by Wednesday. No trouble in the forecast, just partly cloudy. Uh, day and night, it's just a, it's a good weekend. Making your home great. We've got John Raper from Floors to Go and Tim Ferruzzi from Handy Helpers and Highland Residential Roofing. And we've got Andy from Wilson. How you doing, Andy? Hey, how you guys doing? Good. Good to hear from you. What's up? Going to show. Thank you. So uh, what do you have going on? Go, go ahead. I had a, I had a real uh, simple question. I hope it's simple anyway. I'm about to do some uh, hardwood install in a home that was built in the mid-90s. Uh, it had... Hardwood floors installed. It was a two and a quarter width hardwood in the kitchen and the in the uh, breakfast nook area. The rest of the house was carpet. Uh, we are interested in 
you know, converting over to hardwood throughout. And the gentleman that came and did our estimate uh, pointed out that in order to do the job right, uh, the, the living room floor, uh, which has particle board, I guess, installed underneath as the subfloor would need to be ripped out and put uh, plywood in. Or we could uh, go with the Bruce pre-engineered wood with the two and a quarter, five, six inch, inch thick and have a transition between the kitchen breakfast nook area and that living room. I was just wondering John's opinion on nailing that uh, that two and a quarter, five, six inch thick wood down to this particle board. Would that be advised? Um, used to, um, I know, I know Bruce Hardwood, when they came out with, it, with this five sixteenths, two and a quarter, they warranted it, it to go over, over particle board. We would use about an inch and a quarter staple to go through the five eighths particle board and into the plywood subfloor b- below it. Right. That's what the gentleman described now, to me that he would do. Now they don't, they don't warrant it, but I don't have any problem doing it. I've installed lots of floors on top of particle board if it was in good shape. Okay. And and I would give a warranty for it, but the manufacturer would not. So, how 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 thick is what you have in the kitchen now? Do you know? And that's the part I don't. I think it's a half, but I'm not sure. So if you go to your vent in the floor and pull that heat or that 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 metal register up and look under there, you can usually see how thick it is. Okay. So you'd want to go. Uh, you would. So if you're gonna, if, if it's a half an inch thick. Then you're gonna have an issue with your particle board because your particle board is gonna to be too high. You may have to, to take that particle board up and put down a three eighths inch or something like that to get it to get your new floor to be the same height as what you already have. Uh, yeah. Okay, I understand that. Uh, and the other thing, so so really, what would be the I guess the correct way if you didn't want to have any transition at all to get them both even? You would just uh, you would have to rip out the particle board as he should suggested. Right, and build it back up, and if. Uh, it's good. It's a good possibility with our selection that we might be able to match up your. Do you know what brand name your your existing hardwood is? Do not. It was you know it was twenty twenty some years ago. Okay. Well, it, do you have a piece of it in out in the garage somewhere up in the attic? Mm, I don't think so. Okay. Well, if you could take some pictures of it, um, it's, it's a possibility that we could match it up in in color width. And so forth and so on, and then you would. Yeah, that was the other thing I was going to ask about. And you, you've got one drawback. I'll do it real quick. Your new floor is going to probably be less gloss than your old floor. Used to they were very shiny. Now they're going to be more of a semi-gloss or a matte finish. So, and then plus your your old floor is going to have a worn. It's going to be worn, and you're going to have a brand new floor joining that. So there would be a. You you, you could tell a difference probably. Okay. Lots of All lots right, of issues there. Thank you. Yes, Andy, sir. thank you very much. I yes, appreciate sir. it. Sure. You know, it's one of these things. It doesn't. It sounds easy till you get in it. Yeah. Well, if you if you want it to be a good end result, you yeah. got to do the right thing. If you want it to look crappy, then <laughs> well, yeah. I I my daughter owns a home that has. We can see there by decade by decade, either a room was added or a new floor was put in. No attempt to make everything match. It's a perfectly nice floor. Each room looks beautiful, but you've got north-south running boards and then east-west running boards. They're perpendicular to each other in different rooms. Right. If you don't mind, you don't mind. Right. Uh, I think it looks beautiful no matter what. Uh, hey, John. Yes, sir. I, I, would, I would make a comment on that uh, conversation. I would prefer personally as a contractor um, – 
aside from the manufacturer's warranty or not, to pull up that particle board and put down real plywood. I've just had, so you know, especially particle board that's been down for so long, you just worry about the amount of moisture that's come from the crawl space and wherever else that could affect it. And you start nailing into that thing, and uh, it might do well, but, you know, if you put new plywood down in place of it, I think you'd be... Uh, in much a much better position if if he could if he could pull that off I think that would be the way I would recommend going versus trying to reuse the particle board that's been there so long. Well, what we do is we price taking it up and doing it like it should be, but yep. then you have people that don't have the budget yep. to do that. So I just say I I'll I'll do it for you. I'll stand I and, and I check it out real good to be sure it's in good shape. But anyway, yeah, and I don't like to do that. Say it's okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. Excellent points, gentlemen. Um, hardest floor going. What can I do to prevent all scrapes and scratches, or at least most of them? What can I, can I put cement down? No. What can I do, John? Uh, the hardest floor on the yeah. surface would be if it's if it's a fake floor, it would be yeah. laminate. Laminate. That's the very hardest surface. Yeah. The vinyl planks uh, would be um, and vinyl tiles would be the next thing. Uh, Actually, the Armstrong vinyl tile, those three I mentioned a while ago, Armstrong, Mannington, and Congolium, they're yeah. very hard. They have a lifetime warranty. They have aluminum oxide in the surface. So for a tile look, that would be it. But for a hardwood look, it would be a strand bamboo, not your usual uh, bamboo, which is about 1,440 PSI. Uh -huh. The strand bamboo in oak is 1,290 PSI. Maple is 1,550. American hickory is 1,850. So the strand bamboo goes to about so 3,000 to, to 5,000, maybe even 6,000 PSI. So an oak floor, a big heavy dog can scratch it up pretty easily. Right. This strand bamboo, yes or no, can it they scratch it? Cannot scratch it. Cannot scratch mm -hmm. it. I like it. It cannot, in, well, cannot indent it. Indent it. Okay. Right. If you've got more questions, contact John Raper at floors to go What's the address? Where are you it's, located, John? I'm on Glen Royal 3108, Glen Royal Road, Raleigh. Just go ahead to the web. Not and, far from the Angus barn. All right. And type in floors to go, John Raper, and you'll get his web address. And thank you, Tim. Thank you, John. Making your home great. Back next week on WPTF.